I'm Kathy Davidson, and welcome to our women's meeting. There are a group of women here, me included, that are endeavoring to walk in the kingdom of God, in the power of God, to walk in that gospel with all its glorious power. And I ask you, I welcome you to join your faith with ours and let God minister to you. All right, let's open with prayer. My heavenly Father, I thank you. My heavenly Father, I thank you. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And I ask this, Father, that you grant a spirit of grace on this meeting. Father, a spirit of grace. I love it. Where any trouble is, grace abounds. I give thanks, Father, for grace on this meeting. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We have a neat testimony today. Tabitha Turner is going to come up here. Tabitha, you come on up. She's going to share a situation that she's, been, she's had and, and um, what God did for her. Come on over here by me. Go ahead and look that way and tell them what you got. Yes, um, this is concerning something that some of us women have dealt with, and it is a torment. Um, it's UTI. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I know. And when I, I started having them when I was a young teenager, and you would have to, you would. Um, be tormented and like something's not right. You'd have pressure on your bladder and you go to the doctor and what, what you would find out is you would need to be put on penicillin to get rid of it. So through my young life and I went through that off and on and when I got, after I got married, uh, we ended up moving out of state. I'm from Ohio and I didn't know anybody and didn't have a doctor yet. So um, we had a, a friend that was with us and this attacked me, this problem. And they prayed for me and I joined my faith with them and I was healed. It was totally gone and I knew it was God. Um, through the years, you know how we have our walk. We go from faith to faith, and we go through different things. Um, it happened different times, and I would have to go to the doctor, get put on penicillin, so you kind of see what I'm sharing with you here. Um, basically, what I want to get to is uh, this happened... Um, in 2019, um, I had it. I had to go to the doctor, get it taken care of, put on penicillin, and then it was like a month or so later, it hit me again. And I, I was like, I am tired of having this happen over and over. And I spoke to my husband, and we prayed about it, and. We ended up also sharing with some staff what was going on. 
and they said, can I pray for you? So after a service, we got together, and I was anointed, and we prayed, and what came out of her mouth, <laughs> Kathy, um, was break this curse, break this curse off her, and I'm like, wow, I didn't think of it as a curse. I'd known I had been healed of it different times past, but it would come back again, and I never thought of it as a curse. And I was blessed. I was, well, thank God. I want it broken. Right. And um, I'm going to say a, a curse can be broken, and you'll still, sometimes you'll still have the feelings like it's still there. Like, were you really healed? Was this curse broken? But I was like, I'm not even going to entertain that thought. I kept setting my heart on the gospel, believing in what Jesus did for me. He died. He was buried. And he rose again from the dead for me. And he took the sickness on him. And when he was raised from the dead, he raised me up with him. Amen. And I received it. And I can't tell you, but it was a week or less. And I was like, it's gone. It's totally gone. And I forgot to tell you, there was like a fear with it. And that fear is gone. So, Amen. Thanks. Amen. I remember the, the morning after that we broke the, that curse, it was gone. You said, the pain's gone. And then it tried to come back. Yes. And that's when you set your faith and you said, I will not entertain this. I will not do this again. And you haven't had one since, have you? I haven't. And I want others to know, I, we've heard this, and I have to keep reminding myself, he, he is faithful. What he'll do for one, he will do for another. Amen. Amen. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. All right. If you will open your Bibles to Luke. We have been talking about prayer. We are going to be, we're studying prayer. We started last week. And it's interesting that I thought we were going to do something else this week. I had it kind of set up in my heart about what God wanted. And about yesterday morning, God said, no, we're not going to do it that way. We're going to do it a different way. But we are going to do it. And, and I love the, what he came up with. I love what he came up with. You know, God is making us into prayer warriors. You know, we, we talked last week about we have to put on the whole armor of God. And we have to put on that armor the minute we wake up. The minute we wake up, we have to get our hearts on God right away and get walking in the Spirit. I was speaking with somebody uh, yesterday, and I said, you know, if I don't get up early, and I don't get my heart in that gospel, and I don't get to prayer, and I don't get to reading the word, by the time Doyle wakes up, and I get all his pressure when he wakes up, I feel behind. And some days it's like I never can catch up. So I get up early on purpose so that I am ready when, when he gets up and I bring him his coffee. 
because we never know what we're going to run into. Now, I want us to go. We are going to go in the book of Luke today, and I love what Jesus is telling us. Oh, I tell you what, in just a, a couple hours, he changed my heart. Chapter 11, I'm going to begin in verse 1. And it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place, Jesus was praying. Did you hear that? Jesus was praying. I want to stop right here and say, if Jesus and God were the same person, who's Jesus praying to? We are so silly. How many times in the New Testament does it say Jesus looked up and prayed? Or he prayed, Father. He wasn't talking to himself. Now, it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. Now, a lot of us are familiar with these verses, but there's something we missed. There's a word here that I missed. And it says, and he said unto them, when you pray, say, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done as in heaven, so on earth. Give us this Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us and lead us not in temptation but deliver us from evil. We're not going to get into this prayer today. What God wants is the next part. Look at how it starts. And. And. Do you know in, up until fourth grade we prayed this prayer every day in school. We started our day with the Lord's Prayer. Thank you, Jesus. But look at verse 5, verse 1. I mean, with the first word, and he said unto them. So this is part of Jesus teaching us how to pray. This is, they asked Jesus, teach us to pray. And he said, and. Oh, I love this. He said unto them, which of you shall have a friend? And shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine is on his journey, is come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. This man has a need. He's got some guy he's got to feed. He has no food. He said, And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not. Leave me alone. The man is like, I said, Leave me alone. Trouble me not. The door is now shut. My children are with me in bed. I cannot, I cannot rise and get, give thee. I cannot rise and give thee. You know what a bunch of us would have said? I'm sorry, excuse me. And we'd have gone home and starved. Jesus is trying to show us something here. I, um, and then verse 8, and I say unto you, Though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. You know what that word importunity means? It means shameless persistence. Shameless persistence. Not just persistence, shameless persistence. That means you won't leave him alone. And it means impudence. That means shameless persistence. That means not giving up. Not giving up. Not. That's shameless persistence. You know what? One of the, one of the versions said, a 
audacity. Have you ever been called audastic? Well, it's time we are. It's time we are. I love that word. Smith Wigglesworth uses it. He calls it audastic faith. Audastic faith. This here, because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needed. Who's talking here? Jesus is talking. Who's he talking to? He's talking to his disciples. He's talking to us. He's talking to us. I say unto you, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. And you know what the Amplified Version says when you start studying that word ask? You know what it says? It says ask and keep on asking. Ask and keep on asking. Shameless persistence. Shameless persistence. Who's giving us this lesson? Jesus, our Messiah. Our master, our master, our example, he's saying this is how it's done. This is how it's done. And I say unto you, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened. Ask and keep on asking. I remember I heard more than one minister say, you ask once and you never ask again because if you, if you ask again, it's unbelief. Jesus said, shameless persistence. Now, there are times I've asked and I knew in my heart I had the faith. I didn't have to ask again because it happened right there. But when it doesn't, you got a shameless, audastic persistence. Be a pest. Now, for everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. You see that promise? Everyone that asks receives. Everyone that seeks finds. To him that knocketh it shall be open. That is a promise. This is what Jesus is telling his disciples. This is how you pray. This is how you pray. We are not the polite little, meek little, when we pray. Oh, we have a meek and quiet spirit when we're walking. But when that prayer closet door closes, we don't have to be meek and quiet anymore. We have to be shamelessly audastic. Sorry, it's moving. Now, turn with me to Luke 18, verse 35. We are familiar with this, but I want to bring something out in it. Verse 35, and it came to pass that as Jesus was come nigh to Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. We all know this one. And they said unto him that Jesus, and after hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passes by. He's blind. He can't see. He hears a bunch of noise. He hears shuffling of people. What's going on? Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Look at what this blind man did. It says, and they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passed by. Verse 38. And he cried saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. He cried. Jesus, 
Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And they that went before Jesus rebuked him, that he should hold his peace. No, he's going to be shamelessly audastic, shamelessly persistent. I mean, we're talking shamelessly. Who cares what everybody else says when you have a need? When you have a need. The last one, he needed food. This one, he needs healed. Shamelessly audastic. He said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. He should hold his peace, but he cried so much the more. Forty. I mean, he didn't do this once, did he? And it says, verse 40, and Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he came near, Jesus asked him, saying, what will thou that I should do unto thee? He finally got Jesus' attention. Notice Jesus didn't answer the first time he prayed. Jesus didn't answer the first time he prayed. So you know what some preachers tell us? Well, you asked once, you just be quiet. And you just believe it, you know, it's, it's, un, it's unbelief not to cry again. I'm thankful this man didn't listen to that. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Shamelessly persistent. In verse 40, Jesus stood. Now he stops. And he commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he came near, he asked him, saying, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And he said, Lord, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Receive thy sight. But that's not the only thing he said. What did he say? Thy faith has saved thee. Your shameless audastic, your shameless persistence, Jesus called faith. And you know what's wonderful about this? Nobody called him in Jericho the big faith man. Nobody called him the big faith man. He was a beggar. Do you hear me? He was a beggar. He wasn't Mr. Faith Man. The only thing he had was a need. And he wasn't going to stop till he got Jesus' attention. He knew when he got Jesus' attention, he was going to get what he needed. Jesus called that faith. Do you see that? Jesus called that faith. We won't go into prayer. We won't try to pray. We won't get into it because we tell ourselves, well, you just don't have the faith. Well, nobody told him that he didn't have the faith. Nobody talked about faith. What happened? He shamelessly persistent. And you know what Jesus said? That's what Jesus taught. That's what Jesus taught with the neighbor. And this is how you pray. Next one. Go to Luke 18, verse 1. Three times in Luke. Three 
times in Luke we hear this. These versions are in the other Gospels too, but in Luke, three times. I think Jesus is trying to tell us something. Verse, chapter 18, verse 1. And he spoke a parable to them to this end, that man ought always to pray and not to faint. Not to faint. Saying, there was in the city a judge who feared not God, neither regarded man. This guy didn't care. He didn't care she was a widow. He didn't care she was a woman. It says there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him saying, Avenge me of our adversary. Now the first one had a need of food. The second one needed healed. This one's got somebody after her. Ever had the devil after you? Ever have the devil after you? Look how this, yeah, I know, Nathan. Look how this it says, and there was a widow in the city. She came unto him saying, avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterwards he said within himself, though I fear not God nor regard man, though I don't care. Yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Continual coming. Continual coming are you seeing how our prayer life is changing today i've prayed this way but not as much as i'm going to be doing now there are things i have done this over and over and i got what i wanted but it's like one of those duh And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God nor regard man, yet because of this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her. And verse 6, And the Lord said, The Lord said, Jesus said, Your Messiah, my Master, my Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. Hear what he says. He says, And shall not God, Avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him. Crying day and night unto him. Though he bear long with them. Look at that. Though he bear long with them. We don't have to be perfect. I love that part. Though he bear long with them. We don't have to be perfect. We just have to have a big mouth. We don't have to be all justified, sanctified, walking harmoniously into the kingdom of God. No, we just have to have a big mouth. Ask blind Bartimaeus. Ask blind Bartimaeus, the beggar, got what he needed. I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, will he find faith on the earth? Is he going to find anybody with a big mouth? Is he going to find anybody that's shamelessly persistent? I tell you, for the last couple months, every time I get in my car alone, I'm, I'm on God's case. This is what you need to do for me. This is what you need to do for me. Oh, this encouraged me when God showed me I'm doing the right thing. Every time I get into the car alone, it kind of reminds me, I got to pray for this, and I start after it. I start after it shamelessly 
persistent. Oh, we don't, you know, Dole, I, I laughed. I told Dole, I said, thank God I never met your mother. She wouldn't like me very much. I got a big mouth. She liked quiet things. I am not quiet. All right, I want you to go to Peter. I think it's chapter 5. Let's see. Paul, where is it about the... Um, uh, no, it's James. I'm sorry. James 5. Thank you. I had this plan, but God wants me to bring it up. I want to show you something in James. Are we getting the message? Are we getting the message? What do you need? What do you need? Blind Bartimaeus needed heal. The other one needed, uh, the, the first one, going to his friend's house, he needed, he needed, he needed food. He needed food. He needed substance. Substance. And the last one, she needed her enemy off her back. Whatever you need, what do you need? It's time to get the big mouth. It's time to be shamelessly persistent, audacious. It's time to be that way. It's time to be loud. It's time to get in. I love it. Oh, I love it. Sometimes in my prayer closet, it, it, it's fun. It's fun. You know why? Nobody's standing around looking at you, wondering why she acting that way. I tell you what, I remember the time, and I've shared this, the time that God had me binding witchcraft over my household because we were in big trouble. We were in dire trouble. We were, and I didn't even know how much trouble I was in. But God led me to start binding witchcraft. I bound it every moment I could. I bound it every time I had a minute. And I mean, I didn't go, I bind you witchcraft. I bind you witchcraft. Now witchcraft, I bind you. No! I had a need. My house was being destroyed. My house was being destroyed. Our dog was destroyed, and I knew that devil was after the rest of us. My house was being destroyed for, I think it was over two weeks. Every chance, every time we came here, that time, Dole, thank God, that, that time was having us pray in the sanctuary. And I tell you what, I finally got to the point where I just closed my eyes. And I said, if I make everybody mad, I'm going to make everybody mad. I got shamelessly audacious. And I did. I got more heads turned at me. What is that woman doing? Why is she so loud? Who does she think she is? She's a woman that has a need. I tell you what, it blessed me when I saw the Declaration of Independence, the real one. And you know, John Hancock wrote his signature bigger than anybody else's. Why? He wanted King George to see his name. Ham, George. Well, you know what? I realized I need to pray the same way. I need to pray the same way as if there's some competition in heaven with prayer. He better hear mine. More than two weeks, I bound witchcraft, and I bound witchcraft, and I bound witchcraft. The first night that we did that, I, I was binding it, and I finally just kind of, you know how you open one line just a little bit? And I saw Dole up here in the front row looking at me. What is going on with her? 
Thank God he didn't come over then. He just left me alone. And I thought, good. He's not telling me to shut up. I'm going to keep going. And I kept going. And the next night, I did it again. And you know what? I think one of those nights, Dole finally came over. And he didn't say anything. All he did was stand next to me. So I could suck his face in. Suck his faith up too. And you know what? The prayer was finally heard. It was heard. That was in 2006, and things changed completely. In two weeks, it, was a, it, it took, I think, less than a month later, everything flipped. I mean, it flipped. But God came. 2006, after my shamelessly being audacious with the big mouth, I got what I came for. One of the reasons I'm here today, God showed up at my house. He showed up at my house. Now, 1 Peter 5, I mean James 5. James 5. I get Peter and James mixed up. All right, I want you to go to 5, and I'm going to begin in verse 16. Confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. Now, the effectual, fervent prayer. We went over this last week. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And we know that the, the um, New Revised says the prayer of the righteous is powerful, powerful, and effective. The prayer of the righteous. The only thing you need to be righteous is the righteousness of Jesus. You need to believe the gospel, and you're righteous. Your righteousness is a gift. You don't have to act it. It's a gift. You have to believe it. We don't even know what righteousness is. We don't even know what righteousness is. I have met those righteous women in church. I won't say anything else. Now, look at the next verse. 17. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. Do you see that? Elias, a man subject to like passions as we are. That's feelings, folks. He had the same feelings we have. You read about Elias. He got hungry. God had to feed him. He was lonely. God had to talk to him. He had like feelings like we have. You don't have to be anybody special in the kingdom of God. You just have to have shameless persistence. That's all. Jesus called that faith. Jesus called that faith. Jesus called that faith. The testimony, I, you know, like I have, uh, Normal Hayes has a wonderful testimony about this. He had a daughter. Normal Hayes had a daughter. She had warts all over her hands. I think it was all over her face, all over everywhere. Warts, nasty ones. He started to pray. All he did was he, he said, I, I break this curse in Jesus' name, and he believed it. He said, I curse this. I curse this. I, bless, I command this curse to get off of her. I command it in Jesus' name. You know what didn't happen overnight? He said he did it over and over and over. Every time he thought about it, he did it. Every time he thought about it, he did it. He said, I think he said it was a couple years. One night, the daughter, 
She's a young teenager. You know, God bless her. Can you imagine having a young teenager in high school and having warts all over your hands? And I mean, God, God, thank you, Jesus. Anyway, she's hanging up her clothes. And she's hanging up her clothes. And she reaches down and she looks up. And they're gone. They're gone. He said he heard her from downstairs. She started screaming. Why? Because one minute they were there and the next minute they were gone. You see how we're to pray? Doyle said, and that's the reason God's teaching us, he said, I need some women that can pray. I need some women that can pray for this ministry. And that's what we're teaching you. And this is what God wants you to hear. You don't have to have what you consider faith. You just have to have a big mouth. Jesus called that faith. This ministry needs women that will pray for it. I pray for it every day. I, I tell the Father, Father, you know, in Acts 4, it says great grace was on them all. I said, I want great grace. Great grace on us all. That is my prayer. And then I pray for Doyle. I'm going to finish real quick. If you will go to Isaiah 62. I'm going to begin in verse 6. This is the Father speaking. I have sent watchmen upon thy walls of Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day and night, nor night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence. Keep not silence. Do you have a need? How bad do you want your need taken care of? How bad do you want your need taken care of? Verse 7, and give God no rest till he establish, until he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. You see what God's saying? Give him no rest. Give him no rest. Ladies, we have a weapon in prayer today like I've never seen it. Like I have never seen it. We get up, we put on the whole armor of God, and then we get after it. You can pray in your car going to work. You can pray in your car at work. You can pray in your car coming home. You can pray in the shower. That's a nice warm prayer closet, by the way. You can pray not leaving God alone. Not leaving God alone. Do you have a need? Amen? Amen. Anybody need prayer? I get thanks, Father. I thank you. I get thanks, Father. Don't you let the devil steal this when you walk out of here. Don't you let the devil steal this. We can bring revival into this building. The devil doesn't want people in here. The devil doesn't want people here. Why? Because they get the truth. They get their devils cast out. And the devil doesn't like that. We have 
a weapon and those needs that you have at home. We all have needs. Here is how you're going to get it. Amen? There's another story I'll tell real quick. Uh, I think it was Norval Hayes, and I told it before. He said there was a woman he knew that had a son that was handicapped. And that woman, every day, every day, every time she grabbed his hand, she would tell him, be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. That's a prayer. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Every time she was with him and grabbed his hand, he couldn't walk. He was crippled, handicapped. Every time she said, be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Well, you know what? She, Norval Hayes said, after three years, one day that child woke up totally healed. Totally healed. Don't you say you cannot do this because you have the ability not to shut up. Some of us have a real good ability not to shut up. Put this in your mouth. Amen? Amen. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you for this message. I thank you, Father, for this message. I thank you, Father. I thank you. You are teaching us women how to pray, and I thank you for it. I thank you, Father. This is you. I thank you that you love us enough. You are teaching us how to pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, care of Water of Life Church, post office box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.